in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them suckers like the f***ing players. The Avalanche beat the Kings 9-3 to three last Man. night. Nine goals. Talk about back-to-back disaster. <laughs> Kings, I thought, I didn't know if they were going to win, but it's like, oh, it's back-to-back, you know, and they'll probably lose, but let's see if they keep it close because of the whole Golden Knights playoff chase. Just destroyed. <laughs> Just destroyed. So, the Golden Knights now control their own destiny again. Went out and they're in the postseason. No problem. Their playoff odds by Money Puck. Still 40%. Didn't have a big change after that loss. <laughs> Obviously, they the don't think they're winning today. out. Um, so 40% is the Golden Knights odds. Vancouver continues to skyrocket. They're up to 7% playoff odds right now. Yeah, they were like 1%. They a were 1% weeks, uh, like maybe 7 to 10 days yeah. ago. And then 2 or 3 eight days ago, they were 4%. So they, the somehow if Vancouver, if Vancouver makes the playoffs over Vegas, that would be funny. Oh. That'd be a disaster. That then, would be actually Then heads funny. might roll. That would actually be a funny result here. But good news for the Golden Knights. They got some help. Now they turn around and play tonight. And if they lose to Calgary, they will no longer control their own destiny. <laughs> it's uh, the best three minutes of every year. Uh, don't tell my girlfriend that. Uh, the way it takes oh, wait, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, that is the. Uh, Jared, thank you for cutting that in advance. <laughs> Calgary head coach Daryl Sutter. <laughs> and has no follow-up questions. Called the Golden Knights Stanley Cup favorites. Daryl Sutter said, when they have the full squad, they're the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Other than the team that has the Stanley Cup, they're the favorites. They have a $100 million payroll, so they have to figure out how to keep 20 out. Beautiful. He's the best. The same guy who what uh, a couple weeks ago said thanks for checking in eight days when you play Colorado. Colorado's he a keeps, waste of eight Whoever days. he's playing <laughs> is the best team in hockey and they're going to win. But the great shot on the 100 million and the 20 out they was wonderful. They got to keep 20 million out of that the lineup wonderful. every night. It is phenomenal by wonderful. Daryl Sutter. And here's the, here's the funny part. The Golden Knights do have like a $100 million payroll. I don't think anybody in the NHL is actually that scared of him, right? Uh, is Colorado because of what happened last year? I don't. Think I mean, don't so. they if Colorado's the there, yeah, and <laughs> I just think Colorado teams like that. I think really good teams would just prefer they're out. I mean, yes, I, I mean think they would you... just prefer it's like I don't. If these guys are coming back now and they get more time to play together, um, I would I would think they'd prefer that they're you out. You would prefer the Kings make it, absolutely, right, absolutely. But I just I can't imagine looking at this Golden Knights team and being like, oh boy. We're scared. If you're Colorado or Calgary, being like, we're worried about matching up with them. I just can't imagine. They're they're hurt. They're beat up. They can't score on the power play. We don't know about the goalie. Goalie might not even have, like, a, all four limbs by the time the postseason gets here. Like, I just can't imagine you look at Vegas and you're that worried about them. More than L.A., sure. Yes. Maybe more than Edmonton. Maybe, because I mean, Edmonton always loses. Edmonton loses all the time. And the Golden <laughs> Knights, what, they get their Saturday for a matinee game? Uh I, they play Edmonton. They match up. I mean, the Kings are Edmonton. Let's say the Golden Knights control their destiny. They get in, and it's Edmonton. 
I they think, win I think the Knights series. win the win the series. They should win a first round series. Yeah. If they get in the postseason, we'll I'll be telling you they should win yeah. a first round series against either one of those teams. Unless like all the entire team gets hurt in the last game of the season. But if they get in, I they should win the series. You think I like the shootout? Brendan Brisson scored his first scored in his first ever game as a Silver Knight. This is the Golden Knights number one or first round pick in 2020 making his professional debut for the Henderson Silver Knights. So which NHL star will they trade him for in a year? Hopefully Connor McDavid. <laughs> that would be it. That would be a good trade. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Did you see this on Twitter last night that there were two minutes left in the game and they added four? Uh, yes. What does that mean? What What were they doing? They're apparently, I can't remember who they were playing. The other team scored a goal. That okay. Somehow went unnoticed. What? At the mark that they increased like, the time. With like six minutes to go, the other team scored, and, but nobody noticed. And then with two minutes to go, they played four minutes of hockey, and then with two minutes to go, they realized, oh, that team scored, and they went back, put the goal on the board. <laughs> what? And when you review it and add a goal back, right, you, have you to put the time, time back to where it was. So four minutes went by of game time without this. I wonder who it had to be the other team telling them. The officials didn't say, hey, you know, four minutes ago, that looked like that guy scored and we didn't do anything and the red light didn't go off. And I, I wasn't watching. My best guess is that this was a shot that everybody thought hit the crossbar, but it hit, it went under the it crossbar, under the, yeah. hit the very back of the net and bounced back out so quickly that everybody didn't realize it. But because normally when there's a shot that may have been a goal, Play stops like right away. Well, and they because immediately the guy, it. the players say it. Right. The players say, wait a minute, that went in. Yes. And they just stopped playing. But this, I guess they played for four more minutes. The goalie's just like, okay, guys, keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah, keep exactly. Moving. <laughs> yeah, because the goalie probably felt it going in and out and out. Well, oh, uh, you know, I can't tell you that. Three minutes. <laughs> the Hawks beat the Hornets 132 103. The Hornets have now lost a play-in game by 20-plus points in back-to-back -back seasons. Question on the Hornets. Are they going to be stuck in this mediocrity if they can make the play-in game but not actually win anything? I hope not. I yes. hope not. I, I hope as I mean, they haven't shown in the last few years, but I think as LaMelo gets better. I, you know, I think they have some decent players, Bridges, Rozier, um, but, you know, they haven't shown anything in the last few years, so maybe they're purgatory guys. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just kind of get there and can't finish it. Yeah, they've been in the 9-10 game each of the years it's existed, and they've gotten blown out in both of the years it's existed. I, MJ's yeah, got to be happy. Well, this, well, this is the most successful they've been under Michael Jordan, <laughs> isn't it? This is as good as it gets. <laughs> Get to the play-in. Uh, did you see Miles Bridges? No, I didn't I didn't watch most of it. He got ejected. Okay. Oh, I did watch this when the, the fan. Yes, as okay. he's walking uh, back to okay. the locker room, there is a Hawks fan yelling at him. And waving. He yeah, waves bye-bye to him. Right. And Miles Bridges tried to throw his mouthpiece at this fan, right. completely missed and hit like a 12-year-old girl. 12-year-old girl last night got drilled in the face with Miles Bridges' mouthpiece. Okay, I, I saw him throw something, did not see the girl get drilled, and then I saw a security guard come over and try to kick the man out. And the man was like, wait a second, all I was doing was waving goodbye. You can't yeah. kick me out for Shouldn't that. Kicked him out. I, I did not see the girl get hit. Yeah, she got hit in the side of the head with a mouthpiece. Well, here we go and, again. And Miles Bridges afterwards, it was obvious, but he was like, yeah, I'm sorry I hit her. I was trying to hit the guy. <laughs> <laughs> for waving goodbye? Get back yeah, in the locker annoyed. room. See, they were getting blown out. He got ejected. I, you should, mouthpieces are fine. You can throw mouthpieces. If I was, if I was in charge of Sam and Ash, here, what do you think? You can throw mouthpieces.
That's a great, great question. The Pelicans beat the Spurs 113 to 101 yesterday. How good are the Pelicans if they have Zion Williamson? I mean, looking at the tape yesterday when he crossed over a four-year-old and went for the reverse dunk, (laughs) uh, they're probably a lot better with him. Uh, Scott Van Pelt even made a comment last night on on entering sports and like, is this guy ever going to be on the court? Like, I think there's a feeling like you show all these clips of this guy. Last week, I saw a clip of him working out and dunking also. And like, he looked like he was moving around well, like, my son and I watched that clip last night. We're like, he kind of looks okay. Why isn't he not on the court yet? Uh, it's very reminiscent of all the offseason Ben Simmons shooting videos. Every offseason, we get Ben Simmons knocking making down shots, threes. Making like, shots. Oh, Ben Simmons added a three-pointer, and then he never shoots in an actual game. Uh, it reminds me of that. But here's here's what I here's the comparison that's obviously easy to make. The Grizzlies and the Pelicans, right? They had the one and two pick in that year. Pelicans take Zion. Grizzlies take John Morant. Nobody thought the Grizzlies were going to be this good this year. But John Morant was awesome, and the Grizzlies put together a good team around John Morant. They got the two seed in the West. They were good even when John Morant didn't play in games this year. The Pelicans have a decent team around Zion. Granted, Zion's not there, right? CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, like they've got decent players there. It's not a title contender, but I have to imagine if you're the Pelicans, you're looking around saying, listen, the Grizzlies are doing this with John Morant. We've got a decent supporting cast. If Zion Williamson is here, we're a top six seed in the West or something. We're top five, maybe even getting home court. Like, I have to imagine they're sitting there thinking that because of what the Grizzlies are doing, thinking Zion's better than John Morant. If we can get this guy on the court for 60 games in a season, we've got a legitimate yeah. shot to be a good playoff team. Again, not probably not title contender, but at least a, hey, we can play with Utah, Dallas, Denver type of teams. Like Lakers. I have to imagine that's you know, I have to imagine that's what you have to think if you're New Orleans, right? Because yeah, yeah. That's what the Grizzlies. If have he's done. as good as if he's as right. good as they think he is, the problem we don't is, really know. The problem is he never gets on the court. Are you going to get sixty games? Yeah, out, of out of this guy. Are you going to get forty games out of him? Like I hope we do because the way that love the, watching him. The brief time that he's played basketball, yeah. he attacks the rim yeah. like we haven't seen somebody do since maybe actually like LeBron and. Uh, LeBron has some no, furious the, dunks. The he all he does is attack the rim. Oh, okay. Yeah, LeBron has right. always shot jumpers. Zion only. No, Zion dunks. Zion doesn't shoot jumpers. Exactly. He only that's, dunks. Yeah. And the yeah. old, last person to be potentially that good and only dunk was Shaq. Was Shaquille. And granted, he was more back to the basket than Zion will actually drive from the perimeter right. and do it. But he only dunks, and like you know, he's only going to dunk, and he's still going to do it. Like that could be really good. <laughs> I just, I'm so sorry. Like, all I, my brain just went, God, think about, hey, all right, I need you to go set a charge on him. No, coach. No. No. <laughs> no you imagine not taking me. a charge from that guy? Just get, just is below his waistband, just flying into your face at 30 miles an hour. Step back one legged. What kind of shot is that? Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? Wait. Baker Mayfield thinks he will end up in Seattle on the YNK podcast. He said Seattle was the most likely option. He acknowledged that the Colts were a possibility, but they got Matt Ryan. They got Matt a Ryan. Bit better. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield also said, I feel disrespected 100% because I was told one thing and they completely did another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. Do we believe him? Uh, that he feels disrespected? Right. Yes. yes. Uh, should he feel I mean, disrespected? Probably not. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they told them one thing and did the other also. That happens all the time. No, of course It happens not. all the time with management. But I also don't think you they should. They told Derek Carr he's going to get guaranteed for four years, and he only has a one-year <laughs> deal, and he's auditioning for his job. He's reading stories. They say, hold on, I only got yeah. one year guaranteed? Wait a minute. These guys wrote I was getting three. <laughs> yeah. So I, the thing that I find funny, and it happens in sports all the time, is players feeling disrespected when the when like the front office signs somebody at their position that's better than them. Right, which is effectively what happened here, right? Sean Watson yeah, is better, better than, than Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Exactly. And Baker's like, well, I feel disrespected. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, but literally anybody would have done this. Anybody would have been like, oh, I can get somebody better than you? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to replace you. Especially a top five quarterback. Right. <laughs> and especially when you're coming off a terrible season, injury-related or not, you're coming off a bad season and you get replaced. Like, sure, can team, teams handle it better? Yeah, but I think there's got to be a level of understanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy's better than me. So Baker Mayfield now, I don't know if he ends up in Seattle. I mean, Seattle makes more sense than Indianapolis. Well, I mean, (laughs) come on. I don't know if he's got to beat out Drew Locke. That's it. I mean, if Seattle actually wants him, I don't know if they want him. They keep talking up Drew Locke. And if you're Seattle, why do you actually want to get better at the quarterback position right now? You want to get as high a draft pick as you can. I don't know if anyone wants him. It's been a long time. You don't hear many people like saying, hey, we really really think Baker's a good guy. And I'm trading for Jimmy Garoppolo before I'm trading for Baker Mayfield right now. So there's another guy you, without it. You're not without, even number uh, one on the pecking order where in he's terms of, of trade for a quarterback option right. at the moment. Is this the first time ever where the two quarterbacks that need to be traded all of a sudden have commercials? <laughs> like well, I, Jimmy, Baker doesn't all of a sudden have them, but Jimmy Garoppolo all of a sudden is just like Subway, baby. Subway. Yeah, and I'm sitting there good going thing like, he's so handsome. Like, I don't do any uh, cooking. I, I've never seen the guy that's like, hey, you, you know you're about to get fired, right? <laughs> that's why he's wearing a gray hoodie in it. Yeah. So whatever team he yes. goes to, it'll Just be slap fine. Slap on the logo. Yeah, it'll be fine. All right, coming up next, we'll take a look at UNLV basketball and some potential players they could land. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. I have a suggestion from John Nissan on Twitter. I'd pay to watch Mike Gramala cook his way through a box of HelloFresh or Blue Apron. Maybe they could sponsor the Open. Ah, oh, my we gosh. Need a sponsor. Yeah. We need a sponsor. Yeah. Maybe Gramala could just sponsor us. Can Mike come in here and cook? We, I think, didn't we at one point have is the idea a, that we were going to get him a hot plate? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that uh, allowable right now, Jared? Probably not. I don't know, man. They change the rules on us so often. <laughs> Probably Starkus not. Starkus can't mix drinks. But yes, we need a <laughs> we need a Mike Gramala sponsored segment where he cooks or eats food or something. Yeah, yeah be fun. That'd be fun. Good so, radio. So you and I'll be basketball here. Uh, they have one incoming transfer in Jackie Johnson, uh, coming from Duquesne. Spent his freshman year at Duquesne. Uh, Kevin Kruger and UNLB staff has actually been after some freshmen. As well, there was a big man named Kaita who chose Utah over UNLV yesterday. He was a four-star recruit, but he is going to Utah, not UNLV. There's another recruit, Keyshawn Hall. Has UNLV in his final four, UNLV, Missouri, St. Mary's, Arizona State. This kid's a high school kid, yeah? Yeah, high school kid that they're recruiting. What's fascinating about him, 24-7 doesn't have him ranked. He's not a ranked At recruit. All. But his offers suggest... He's pretty good. I mean, right. That's, right. that's two power five schools, a very, very good mid-major and, and UNLV. Um, he's also would be committing and then signing 
after signing day, right? Like we're talking months after the normal signing period. Now there's a second signing period. It's not that unusual for kids to sign now, or uh, I think it's next week, but it still is a little unusual to have a kid that's unranked uncommitted in April and have those type of offers. So I don't really know what to make of Keyshawn Hall. Cause normally if you tell me UNLV beats Missouri, St. Mary's and Arizona state, I'd be like, well, hey, you normally 24 seven and have them ranked. Right. You'd be like, Oh, this kid's a three star, maybe right. even a four star recruit that UNLV won out. But I, I don't know what to tell you about that one. I mean, when Mike comes on uh, uh, and says that they're going after a higher level kid in the portal, that's all great. But that means you're fighting power five schools. Those schools are so hard to beat. So you're a little concerned at this point because maybe, well, I mean, look, they're going to end up with someone because there's thousands of kids in the portal. They're going to have a roster. Some, I mean, they're going to end up with someone. And Donovan Williams, I he told Mike Romali yesterday, it's either UNLV or the draft. I assume it's UNLV. Yeah. I assume that the feedback would be, no, 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 you got to go back to school, um, that he will not transfer. He'll go back to UNLV. So that's, that's good for them. I don't know why. I, I mean, I asked Mike that, and I wasn't sure why, but I just thought... I look around and see other kids committing to other schools. I'm like, they only have the one commit. Now, again, I'm sure they're in the portal every day and new kids dropping in, but um, we'll see. I don't think they've, let's say, I don't think they've exponentially improved themselves since the end of the year, uh, given who they've lost and given what they've signed. They're significantly worse than they were right now. Right now. Even if Donovan Williams comes back, they're still worse than they were at the end of the season because. They haven't replaced Bryce Hamilton. Right. And I've spent the entire offseason telling you they need to do better than Bryce Hamilton, but they haven't even replaced him at this point, let alone done better than Bryce Hamilton. So, all right. First off, I want to do this. As far as like high level transfers, one of the best players to go on the transfer market is Kendrick Davis. SMU transfer. He actually torched UNLV um, when he played him. I'm just going to read you. John Rostein tweeted I this out. I saw this list. This Kendrick is... <laughs> Davis tells me he's receiving interest from the following programs. Texas Tech, Kansas, North Carolina, Texas, Houston, TCU, Florida, Purdue, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Gonzaga, DePaul, Xavier, Texas A&M, NC State, Memphis, Maryland, Villanova, Oregon, BYU, Kansas State, Duke, Georgetown, Louisville. They're not getting that level of kid. No. Because, no, no, like, no, no, no. for example, Purdue is on that list. Purdue might be not even in the 10 right. best schools that are on that list as far as best basketball teams. So... That level of recruit, there's almost zero chance UNLV lands unless they have a tremendous relationship or connection with that kid or a parent or who, whoever's close to that this kid. This is the kind of kid that plays a Remy Martin position in terms of transferring from another Power Five to win a national championship. Right. That's who this kid is. Now, I will tell you this. If they landed Kendrick Davis, I'd be on here the next day saying they're going to the NCAA tournament. Because if you land Kendrick Davis, now I'm looking around saying you have a legitimate player that you can say, yeah, he might be better than Bryce Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And if they did that, then I'd be very optimistic. But without that, we're counting on UNLV to land guys like Jackie Johnson, who scored nine points a game at Duquesne, to turn that type of player into a more productive player and do it for four or five kids right. and be that be the way they get in. Now here's the other curious part of, that I, or the other part I'm curious about. You saw what Wyoming did last weekend. Yeah. They landed three uh, transfers within the span of like 24 hours. They got Ethan Anderson from USC. They got uh, Max Ogbon Coplo. I don't know how to say his last name from USC and Jake Kaiman from UCLA. All three of those players in that 
diamond in the rough territory, though, or they didn't do anything slightly better than that. Like those are guys that some of them they got some minutes out of Power Five, but not a lot. Right? They got more than like Donovan Williams was getting at Texas the previous season, but none of those guys were like, oh, he was scoring twelve points a game. Right? So Wyoming landed these transfers. I don't think these are massive wins for Wyoming, right? Like, I don't think UNLV truly missed out on any of these kids. I think UNLV is going to be fine without landing. in. Like Ethan Anderson, for example, was one UNLV was reportedly interested in. But here's the difference. Wyoming most likely has its two best players coming back. Right. Graham E.K. is coming back. Hunter Maldonado's testing the NBA draft. No, he's so going to come back. If those two come back, they have their big two, and all their transfer portal guys can be role players. UNLV needs its star players right. out of the transfer portal and what's on the roster to be the role player. So it's two completely different situations where Wyoming can go get transfer guys to be role players. UNLV's got to get transfer guys to be the man, to be star players. Right. And that's incredibly hard to do. So maybe I've, Wyoming sold all these three on. You'll be the third person in the offense. Yeah. Which by the way, because we run a good offense where we just post Hunter Maldonado up. Yeah. How, uh, How's Wyoming getting transfer kids coming from USC? Hey, they're, they're going from the Los Angeles. They're going from Los Angeles to Wyoming. They used to get kids. Um, God, I forget his name. Tweet us if you remember it. The point guard that they got out of Chicago many years ago. And the joke was they flew him in at night, <laughs> walked him around the campus, and then flew him out immediately until the sun came up. Because as we look around and say, wait a minute, what's this about? The, you're, three kids committed to Wyoming. All three went to college in Los Angeles last year. And now they're going to Laramie, Wyoming. That's called having connections. Th- that is incredible. That's called some assistant has L.A. connections. That is that is excellent and work. And they're, they're, they brought them there all together and said, well, why don't you come? Regardless of how good they are, that is excellent work by Wyoming to get kids to go from Los Angeles to Laramie, to Laramie Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. I, I guess it's April there, and it's not 16 degrees. No, it's and not what they're going to face here in November and December when they look around and say, what the hell would we thinking about? <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll jump back into the Raiders. Only wanted to be a Raider. I told my agent, I said, I'm either going to be a Raider or I'm going to be playing golf. Like, I don't want to play anywhere else. The Press Box Path to the Draft here on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM is brought to you by the iconic Sahara Las Vegas. The Raiders will not be picking until Sunday of the NFL Draft. They did you don't think Derek they're going to make any kind of? You don't think they're going to make any kind of move to move up? Uh, no. Really? You're gonna, they're going to stay? I mean, I guess they could trade Waller or something, but I would, I would guess at this point they are sticking and they are drafting in the third round. Because what do you? I mean, you gonna trade next year's pick to get into the second round? I wouldn't do that. I'd be saying we're rolling with with what we have. That's what I'd be doing. I'm just saying they could trade Waller, and I know of a tight end in the seventh round they could get with Vegas ties. Armani, You're right, Armani Rogers. Better draft him. All right, I have a first off. Derek Carr questions for you. Um, John Nissan also says on Twitter, have to assume David Carr signed off on the deal and thought it was good. If David Carr was negotiating this for Derek Carr, then the deal makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. It makes a lot of sense. They just wanted him to sign over. and just get so they can say, <laughs> do you think, um, someone said this in the media room yesterday, uh, this was, this three-year 120 was, I mean, I think it's obvious it was a lot for show. To say, hey, I mean, you put that out there and it's like, whoa, you know, because most people don't understand the contractual stuff yeah. where what's guaranteed, what's not. The only one, 
The only thing that matters in any of this is, is the guaranteed money. Nothing else matters. I guess the no trade matters a little because he, he inherits some power. But when you put out 3-121 and you put it on Twitter everywhere, 90% of the people believe that's what it is. Right. When in reality, it's 125 plus a second year for about $40 million more. Right, thirty-three. One for two, yeah, one year for two, for twenty-five. Yeah, one for yeah, twenty-five, yeah. and then an option for basically forty million. Right, more dollars. exactly. So in reality, Carr's going to make sixty-five million dollars off. This yeah, because I think we both agree he'll be picked up for the second. Right, year. So he's I mean, make, things have to go really bad yeah. for that not to happen. He's got the the likely guarantee, but it's not a guarantee if it's likely. But the likely guarantee is sixty-five million dollars, mm-hmm. not one hundred and twenty-one. Right, like you got yesterday, which is again, I go back to the Deshaun Watson thing. That guy signed the contract a month ago for two hundred thirty guaranteed, guaranteed, and Carr got maybe sixty-five, not even guaranteed sixty-five. Um, did you enjoy that he pa- called out Paul Gutierrez yesterday? Yeah, that was funny. He gets asked, texting with Paul. he gets asked about his no trade clause. And he specifically says, uh, so Paul Gutierrez can stop talking. Stop about talking me. about me. Because Paul Gutierrez, for, for ESPN's big off-season simulation, Paul Gutierrez traded away Derek Carr for a first-round pick. But the good thing is Derek doesn't read anything or care about anything. <laughs> That's always the good thing, that he doesn't read. This is like the third time he's actually mentioned this one article where Paul is like, look, I mean, is Darren Waller now mad at Adam Hill because Adam Hill in the Review Journal yes. mock draft traded yes. da- traded Darren Waller? When Darren Waller signs his extension and has a no trade clause, Adam he, Hill can he stop talking say, about me. Adam Hill can stop talking about me, and it'll be phenomenal. Um, so I very much enjoyed him calling out Paul Gutierrez. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. But here's the thing. Having a no trade clause doesn't prevent you from being traded. It just allows you to say no. It allows you to say to say yes or no. Yes, exactly. So, Paul Gutierrez and everybody else can still talk about Derek Carr being traded. Sure, we've already done it on the show today. Yes, the day after he signed a contract that with no trade. The clause. likelihood is before they would cut him, they would try try to something. It right. might not be much because you know they know at that point if they're trying to trade him where the leverage <laughs> is. So, you know, I don't know what kind of draft pick you'd get back in him, but something's better than nothing. Oh. What if he would you just get say Baker Mayfield back? What if he would just say no to everybody? So okay, Vic Tafer had a tweet yesterday, and it kind of goes along with what Derek Carr just said there, where he told his agent, "I'd rather be golfing, or I'd, I want to be a be Raider, Raider or, or I'll be go golf." Which uh, that's why his contract sucks. If that's the mindset he went into that with, is listen, sign with. And by the way, if that's what he said, then the Raiders should sign him for five dollars. He should be playing league minimum. If he yep. really wanted to help the team, league minimum one year, <laughs> one year deal. That would help the team. Give him back the twenty million dollars you were supposed to get this year. But the the funny part about that, and a tweet Vic Tafer sent, where Vic said that Derek Carr wants to give it a shot with Devontae Adams. And if it doesn't work, he'll go preach and play golf. Okay. Is Derek Carr going to retire three years down the road if they don't make the playoffs or something? Again, I, I'm not saying he won't. I mean, he he talks about this a lot, and he was just at the revival the other night as the main speaker. Maybe in his mind, that's what he wants to do. I, I don't know him well enough to say if I—I I mean, the whole thing, the fakeness from him comes from, in my mind, I don't read, I don't care what people say about me, I never make hear it. Stuff. You know, exactly. But when it comes to his faith, I'm not questioning that. I don't think anyone should question that. So if he believes in three years that, you know, it didn't work out and he's got enough money, like he said, he's going to have enough money to protect his family and 
protect generations of his family, and you're telling me he's going to go be a preacher? I'm not discounting that. I have no, I have no business discounting that. In three years, he'll be 34 years old. That is not old for an NFL quarterback. No. Assuming, In fact, yesterday he said he felt like 20. Right. Assuming he doesn't fall off the face of the earth, right? Assuming he continues to play relatively well. When he's 34, he'll have five, maybe more years of earning potential where he can make 20, 30, 40 million dollars a year. You're going to walk away from that? I cannot but, imagine. You listen, but that's not you're not him. If your religion him. calls you to walk away from 30 million a year for 5 years, you you're in the wrong religion. No, okay, so, but whoa. you're in the wrong religion. Whoa. Hey, my people agree. Uh, <laughs> but what I will say is uh Joel Olstein makes 5 million a year and he doesn't get concussions. <laughs> and that's tax free. He doesn't get hit all the time because his offensive line stinks in front of him. Yeah. You just literally go up there and you say, hey, give me money, and people give you money. So Derek Carr can make, but $5 million's nothing compared to thirty. We're You we, don't have to work out. At you 7 o'clock, have... you got to scam everybody, though. At 7 o'clock, <laughs> we talked about how $25 million is not a lot for Derek Carr, and you're suggesting he changes his career path to make $5 million? Maybe he's better than Joel Olstein. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know what kind of preacher he'd be. Maybe <laughs> well, actually, based more, maybe on the revival more. attendance, he might be a really, really yes, good one. Exactly. Will anybody care about Derek Carr, the preacher, if he's no longer an NFL quarterback? Well, I'm sure people who go to his, if he was a church, if he went to his church, would care about him. That's not enough to make five million a year. You got to have a TV show. You got to have a mega church. You got to have. And who's to say he would? Government subsidies. We it's don't a long know. way who's to, to say, be Joel who's to say, who's That's to say a long wouldn't. way to go. I'm, say, I'm, I'm telling you right now he wouldn't. Well, your faith level to me in the last five minutes has really dropped <laughs> considerably. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and question his faith or what he might do in the future. I'm not doing that. That, that that's ridiculous. We don't know and, him well enough to what he, how deeply he believes this. I will actually say that his faith might be the reason he can't become Joel Olstein because he would be the guy that opens up the church whenever there's a he flood. He would be nice is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, he'd actually be, nice. he, yeah, he'd be too good of a guy. He wouldn't try to scam everybody. Yeah, would be so the maybe, yeah. Here. You're right. His earning potential is much lower if you're going to do this, if you're going to be nice about this whole thing. He so. actually believes what's in the book. I just, the whole... And okay. sometimes, sometimes, what was it, the Larry Bird, Larry Bird comment was... And this is what he said. Larry Bird at one point said it was either Larry Bird or Charles Barkley. I'm not sure which one, but you know, everyone's like, "Well, you could have made more. You could have made more." And I think it was Barkley's like, "I got 50 million." Like sometimes people think in those terms. So he would have, let's say, please, what, what would he have? Two or three years, he'd have 65 more. Maybe he's okay with 65 million. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Maybe he's okay with that, and he wants to preach, and I mean, he's really, really thinking that he has a calling to do that. How many kids he got? Four. He's got four. They're gonna have kids. You got you got to set up. Sixty-five million. You got to set up these generations. His kid. If all four of his kids have four kids, now he's got a ton of grandchildren. He's got to set up. You know, you it'll be keep all right. It. You got to keep getting. Well, more sixty. Money. By the way, sixty-five million, uh, along with what he's already made. You got to keep making more. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you have ten million and you just put it in the bank, it will make yes. enough on interest. You got to pull you... it out eventually to spend it. How are you paying rent if it's in the no, bank? Because rent, what you do, but rent. what you do is you borrow. Then you go. All right, I've got ten million. He I'd like to that. borrow three. His great grandchildren can't do that. 
I mean, if they still got it, he should. What's he made already? You think around he made twenty a year for when did he sign that deal? Two thousand eighteen. Yeah, the same year that Khalil Mack left. Yeah, two thousand eighteen, right? Yeah, so he's made what eighty? Probably close to a hundred. Probably something. close to a hundred already. That's what d- endorsements. Um, I like to Sean, Sean had a great question yesterday, but but he, and he prefaced with Derek. You've made a lot of money already, <laughs> which he has. He's made a lot of money, over hundred million dollars. But it's not like he's holding it all. He lived next to John Gruden. Hell, he's got four kids. Those things are expensive. He's probably taking them to a baseball game and let them run around whatever they want to do. Nightmare children. Unbelievable. Um, so I okay, let me let me phrase it this way. Let's not look three years down the road. This season is a train wreck for the Raiders. Right. Derek Carr doesn't have a good year. They win six games, they miss the playoffs. And Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler come to Derek Carr and they say we're you moving have, you. You have a no trade clause. We know that. You are not going to be the quarterback next year of the Raiders. We're going to try to find a trade. Will you agree to it? Or we're going to release you. Does Derek Carr say, release me, I'm retiring because I said I'm only going to be a Raider? <laughs> he might. He might. He said he's only going to be a Raider 5,000 times already. I don't he believe might. him. I don't believe him. It's such an illogical we thing to do. We can say it because we can't prove it. it we don't know. It is such an illogical it's thing It's not illogical to do. for everyone. It's illogical for you. I mean, it's illogical it's something for, you wouldn't do. Has there ever been somebody that oh, said... Oh, there's people who walked away. What, how much money would Barry Sanders have made? But did it, why did he walk away? He got did tired he, of losing. Did he walk away because I'm not going to play for any other organization? Right? Patrick Willis walked away because when he was like 29 because he was like, this sport's dangerous. We just had a, uh, the offensive lineman for the well, Bucks walk away at like 27. Okay. Guys walk away because, But they oh, could make more money. Well, they walk away, and they, but they've done the, the risk analysis and say, I've made so much money. This sport's dangerous. And, the rest okay. I'm going to make. This is not Carr walking away because he thinks the sport's dangerous. This would be Carr walking away because he doesn't want to put on another uniform. And okay. I don't believe that's true. All right. Because nobody else has ever done Nobody's I, walked away from like eight years of making $30 million hope, plus. Maybe he's the first. Because he's afraid to put on a Seattle Seahawks Maybe he's the uniform. first. We don't know. And we that, know nothing. And, I'm t- and he's the first because it's completely illogical. I mean, I don't know where to go with this. I'm trying I, to think of did Andrew I, Luck I, like? I think Andrew Luck retired because he got a bunch of like I mean, horse I, steroids shot into his arm over in Europe, and that it still didn't health fix issues. It. I mean, I guess it's I guess issues. it's what we do in sports radio. We try to put ourselves in other people's shoes and try to make decisions for them. I always have a hard time with that, and I have a hard time with it doing with this guy because he might absolutely believe in his faith that much to where he would walk away to be a preacher. But, Really? Can't you do really? both? You just literally like you yes, hire. He's doing some- it right now. Yeah, well, no. What I'm well. saying. Well, what I'm saying is you hire someone to do the Sunday service. You do the Wednesday service because you're busy on Sundays. <laughs> and you're playing your golf on Saturday. Yeah. Yes. You do it right now. He could. He he's doing. He just did it. Actually, wouldn't would it be better Tuesday golf? So that way, you know, it's like during <laughs> a, as many people. Out yeah. There. Well, also it's during a rest day. You're not like prepping for the game while golfing. You can do it all right now. He can go play. That's a, yeah, that's their off. Didn't day. Michael that's Jordan right. play golf on the same day as playoff games? You can play golf. Come on. Play Are we comparing Derek Carr to Michael, Michael Jordan? Jordan? <laughs> I'm saying he's got Michael Jordan played like every other day during the season. Well, Derek Carr plays one day a week. There's plenty of time for golf. You can golf and practice in the same day. Especially I don't if know you how get golf a, works. especially if he had signed a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson did. Then he could do well, whatever he, he wanted that. for five years. He didn't get that. He didn't because he blew it. And he's not going to retire because the Raiders don't want him anymore. I believe he does. You think he retires before playing for another team? I think they extend him. 
I think, well, I think they I, first of all, I think, uh, first of all, I think he's making most of the contracts, so that yeah. doesn't. I, I think he's going to make most. Con- I think the odds of them moving on from him after a year are really, really low. And you even put the next year at fifty percent. I think he's getting, no matter what anyone said or what I wrote this morning in terms of it's a one-year deal. I think he's getting most of the money. Anyway. Year two, eighty-five percent is back. Year three, fifty percent okay. is back. Still fifty percent. Yeah. Still fifty percent to where he could go and get that money, which would be what forty. And the other fifty percent is me thinking he plays for another team, not retires. My other fifty percent is he doesn't play for another team. <laughs> All right, we've got Jimmy Buffett tickets to give away. They oh. added a second show coming October fifteenth to MGM Grand Garden Arena. If you want to go see Jimmy Buffett, we got tickets for you right now. Tickets for the second show don't go on sale until tomorrow, but we've got a pair for you right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number 12. A slider hit high and deep. Straight away center field. Hicks goes back at the wall. He leaps in the air, and that ball clanks off his mitt and comes down into the field of play. Guerrero rolling around first. He's jogging to second, and he'll stand with a double on a ball that nearly went out of the ballpark. Guerrero is standing at second base, pointing over near the dugout, saying, let's review that. We need a review. I think that was home run number two on the season. Aaron Hicks was going back, got to the wall, went leaping into the air. Where did that ball land, though? Now the umpires are conferring, and it's the second baseman wheeling his index finger, giving Guerrero the satisfaction. He's got the home run, and it's 1-0 Toronto. Cole looks back at second, the 1-1. There's a swing and a shot out to deep left field, and there's a new record for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He crushes his second home run on the night. A two-run home run off of Garrett Cole, and in franchise history, nobody has hit more home runs in 350 games than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 75 home runs for Vladdy. Vladdy bats leading off this eighth. Jonathan Lewisica's first pitch is slammed out to deep left field. That ball is gone! Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with a three-homer game. Tonight he does it in the Bronx. The second time in the career of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. A three-home run game. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Jamison Welch is going to join us at 9 o'clock as we will dive into the NBA. There are two more spots to be decided for the NBA playoffs play in games wrapping up uh, tomorrow before the first round starts on Saturday. Uh, did you see the story though from Oakland where they're going to have a Oakland uh, city council meeting? I'm, I'm just going to read from the tweet here from Casey Pratt of ABC seven in, in Oakland. Cats have multiplied since the coronavirus, and kittens are running wild. The good news is the rat population has decreased substantially. The bad news is the cats are now gaining access to the inside of the arena and are having a field day on the A's turf. The Oakland Coliseum is infested with cats. This is good news <laughs> because if I was ever covering there anything anymore, I'd ha- I wouldn't have to worry about the rats in the soda machine. And so I, now I'd I much rather cli- see a cat than a rat. Yeah, I'd much rather see a kitten than a rat. So, uh, yeah, uh, clean soda. That would be awesome. Okay, that's that's maybe the best part of this. Preparing this agenda, this is on the agenda for the city council meeting. Somebody somewhere was like, I got the positive spin on this. I got the silver lining. The rats have decreased. (laughs) (laughs) 
the best, I think, and maybe it's included in the larger story, was they're going to try to do an adoption day. Yes. Hey, yes. come out to the ballpark and hold this yes, for nine exactly. innings. Yeah. They're going to do they're doing I assume an you take it day. home, too, not just nine innings, right? No, I know, but you have to nine innings hold a feral cat so that you can drive home with a feral cat. What do they do in that fun. arena now? Concerts? Is that arena still playable? Or is that arena still uh, Where the Warriors in, used to play? Yeah. I don't know. One very good. <laughs> well, it's even worse now that there's a bunch of cats in it. <laughs> Maybe better, right? I'll say the this. The rat population. I'll say this. I would have preferred feral cats to children at the Diamondbacks game yesterday. Running around your feet? 100% would have been better. I wouldn't have had any problem seeing anything. <laughs> would have been much better. Give me the feral. They, hell, they could have ran on the field for all I cared. Oh, that is the best. Oh, and the cats go on. And, and, the, the, and, and the play the, stops. If, well, especially if the play-by-play guy is into it. Yeah, yeah like, he's at the 30. Play? He's at he's the 15. Play by play? <laughs> Listen, the A's are going to be bad this year. Didn't they just win? I think they beat yeah. Tampa twice beat somehow. Tampa twice, yeah. Um, they're going to be bad this year. I hope we get consistent cats on the field breaks. That'll make the A's games actually fun <laughs> this year. They'll make the season way better for Oakland with cats are on the field.